Huddling Up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. Upperman edges DeKalb County in an overtime thriller. Coffee County too strong for Cookville. And Monterey crushes Oneida as pursuit of a home playoff game continues. From UCSportsNation.com, this is the High School Playbook. Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Healthy products, workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, porch buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. Coming down the home stretch of the high school football regular season. Good morning. From Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville, the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Tom Duggan here to recap all things week nine and uh, get a little sneak peek ahead for week ten. Some exciting games throughout the Upper Cumberland last night. None any more exciting than the one in Baxter that actually went to overtime, tied 10-10. Upperman would score on a Terrence Deadman touchdown. The DeKalb County Tigers came back, got a touchdown pass from Jordan Parker. They opt to go for two. They didn't make it. Upperman comes out with the 17-16 overtime victory. Upperman, Stone Memorial, and Macon County now all tied for first place in Region 4-4A. Very exciting race there in that region. Coffee County over Cookville in a penalty field game on Friday night. 26-7 the final score. 27 total penalties in that game, and uh, that totaled up to 248 penalty yards in the contest. Coffee County, by the way, with that victory, they secure the Region 3 6A championship. We'll talk to Coach Taylor Hennigan at the bottom of the hour. Upperman Coach Adam Kane coming up in just a few moments. We'll also have DeKalb County Coach Steve Trapp to recap the first two games that we've talked about this morning. Monterey, a huge win over Oneida, 42-9. Mason Bowman goes for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Quarterback Matthew Montgomery, he accounts for three touchdowns, 137 yards rushing, 50 yards passing on the night. Smith County shuts out Jackson County, 41-0. It was Gibbs over York Institute, 24-7. We'll talk to both Jackson County coach Sean Loftus and York Institute coach Derwin Wright coming up. Clay County gets their third shutout of the season, 54-0 over Grundy County. That Clay County defense averaging uh, allowed points, 5.8 points per game this season. They have been fantastic. Shelbyville deals Warren County their third one-point loss of the season, 32-31 the final score. Five of Warren County's seven losses this year have been by seven points or less. Livingston Academy, Stone Memorial, White County, and Cumberland County all had the night off. Right now, let's talk some Upperman Bees football as Upperman head coach Adam Kane joins the high school playbook. Coach, an exciting game last night. Went to overtime. You've seen this scenario before. The uh, team scores what could potentially be the tying touchdown. They go for two. You had this happen against Stone Memorial. Did it feel a little like deja vu last night? I was, I was really, uh, to be honest, I was a little shocked that they decided to go for two. Um, and, uh, you know, because I felt like they had kind of taken control of the game there in the second half. And so um, – 
was a little interesting that they went for two, but uh, I guess they were trying to win it right there. They called a great play, and um, you know, had unfortunately for us, had a kid wide open in the corner of the end zone. Um, and I was, you know, I saw him kind of bust open, uh, you know, from the sidelines, and I was like, well. This is happening again, and and I think I'm hoping it was a little bit of pressure by our guys that that forced a bad throw, but, you know, it was – you say it was exciting. To me, it was nerve-wracking. You know, they're a good team. We we lost our, you know, most explosive player on the opening kickoff and uh, felt like we were just swimming uphill the rest of the night, but, you know – I got a bunch of tough kids that played hard and, and uh, very proud of them. You mentioned losing Jackson Rollins right out of the gate. How did you have to adjust your game plan? Because that has to throw you in a little bit of a tizzy there right out of the gate. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the big thing is everybody thinks you just lost one player, but he's a two-way player, offense, defense, and then he's our uh, return man in special teams. So you really lose two and a half or three players. And so – you know, you're fumbling around, you're scrambling, uh, you know, how much of your defensive stuff, you know, your defensive checks can you incorporate with the, you know, put a freshman in, put a freshman in at free safety, Bronston Chaffin, and he went in, and, and I told the other guys, I like, you got to communicate with him, make sure he's on the same page, and he come in and did a great job, made some tackles, didn't, you know, didn't give up any big plays, and, um, but you're, you know, just, I think emotionally you're 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 kind of like well, you know where where are we going to pick up the slack offensively? You know Jackson's such a dynamic player. It was just um, you know where 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 are those yards going to come from? And and I'll be honest, it was noticeable. Um, you know we were we were able to you know scuffle around and and you know get some get some get enough points on the board, I guess. But it was not pretty at all. Um, but I'm proud that we won a game like that. Coach, you went up against the tailback that had been hot in Colby Barnes. He's had some 200 and even a 300-yard game thrown in there. What was kind of the game plan against him as you held him to 80 yards last night? Yeah, we, we felt like we had a pretty good uh, beat on their, you know, on their base run game. Um, you know, he's a big, strong kid. He did worry us for sure. You know, we've seen him for two years. Um and plus they're huge up front, you know, and so, but we, we felt like we had a pretty good plan for the, for their gap scheme runs. Um, and, and we were able to shut that down pretty good. Coach Trapp does a fantastic job of, you know, kind of getting to the, you know, going down the menu and the, and the, you know, in his offense and, you know, he, he found some outside run game uh, with Barnes. And, um, you know, I think he he probably had 75 or 80 yards uh, total. So we felt good about how we did against him. The surprise, not really a surprise, but, you know, if you've been keeping up with them, you, you know, Barnes has been kind of the headline guy. But number 15 come in there, and I think at 100 yards rushing and 100 yards receiving, he's a, he's a really good player. And, um you know, and, and Coach Trapp, you know, he, he gets in formations and he, you know, he he outnumbers you. And, and, you know, again, with the freshman at safety, it was, it was uh, 
we were a little bit more uh, limited on how we could, you know, defend certain stuff. Uh, but again, nothing, uh, nothing but positive things to say. Bronson come in there and made some big tackles, and um, you know he's a he's a physical specimen. He's going to be a great player, and he and he did a good job. So I'm really proud of the way he stepped up. Coach, you've seen all the top teams in the region, and uh, it seems like just a razor's edge. Going back again to coming down to that last play in overtime, and you lost the heartbreaker to Stone Memorial in the same way. When you look at this, does this say a lot about the character of the team that you've had a game like that that you lost, and then you come back and win one in, in very similar fashion? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, you, you hit on something that that has just really blown me away this week. Uh, this year, um, this region is is full of tough teams, and um, you know our game against Stone Memorial, our game against Macon, our game last night. You know we we we've played a, a ton of playoff games here at Upper Men's in the last five years. Those were all quarterfinal, you know, semifinal type. Um, play on the field you know the intensity level the the athleticism um the the atmosphere in the crowd was was just all reminiscent of uh of those type playoff games and so you know in order to be competitive in this region you got to be playing good football you got to be well coached you got to play with a certain edge a certain intensity level and, uh, you know, hats off to all the teams and players and coaches in this region. And, um, you know, I look for somebody to make a, you know, couple, maybe a couple of us to make some big-time noise, uh, when, you know, when postseason comes around. But, you know, I'll say this. Those overtime deals in high school, you know, it's even more crazy than college because that ball's on the 10-yard line, you know, and – the way that game played out last night, it was it was you know ten ten. It's pretty much a defensive slugfest, and so yards are really hard to come by, especially in the run game. Um, you know, so you you you. It was interesting. We both opened the overtime session with pass plays, and um, you know just to try to get something going, and and so. I, I'm, I'm taking a long time to answer the question, but it, what I'm trying to say is that the intensity level of it and the pressure of it um, makes it a really uh, – it's an awesome thing, but it's also, you know, for those kids, it's a tough deal. you got to execute. you got, you know, with all that kind of pressure and, and um, you know, I, I'm just – I'm glad that we were tough enough to be able to – you know, find a way through that thing. Um, you know, again, all credit goes to DeKalb County. I felt like, and I told Trap this after the game, I mean, I felt like they outplayed us a little bit. I'm not saying they out-hustled us. I'm not saying they out-tried us. But they had a, you know, that, that they got a good team. And, uh, you know, we got a good team. And, and um, you know, we, we were fortunate uh, to come out on top. You know, maybe the one at Stone was – uh, we were we weren't fortunate, and so you know I'm not going to feel real bad about taking this win because you know I've been on the other side of a you know two point you know miracle play. So um, 
but again, my, my kids are really tough, really resilient, you know, and, and they go through a lot, you know, in our program, it's, uh, you don't show up and it's not just all fun and games. You know, we work, we expect a lot out of them. We demand a lot out of them. And I would hope that on light nights like last night, that that stuff pays off. Upper Mountain Big 17-16 overtime win over DeKalb County as the Bees improved to 6-2 and two overall and a three-way tie for first place at 3-1 and one in Region 4-4A. Coach Adam Kane, our guest here on the High School Playbook. Coach, uh, congratulations and good luck moving forward. Appreciate it. When we come back, we'll talk some Jackson County High School football with Coach Sean Loftus. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Buffaloes and Blue Devils and Bulldogs. We've got your team covered. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Jackson County Blue Devils in region play last night, region 5-3-A, on the short end of a 41-0 score with the Smith County Owls. Jackson County head coach Sean Loftus joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, tough game against a very good Smith County team. It's ranked in the top ten in the state in the 3A classification. I know we've heard a lot about how good this team is all season long, and in particular their size. Did the size of Smith County create some problems for your team? Oh, definitely. Um, you, you know, we're, we tried, you know, several different ways of uh, trying to, you know, get them blocked up front and then, uh, you know, from from us, from, from our offensive perspective. But, uh, you know, when you can't, uh, you know, get any, any movement at the first level, uh, you uh, and then you got some, you know, really good athletes there at the second level at linebacker and stuff. It's going to create a lot of problems uh, for you as a as a team. And uh, and we knew that coming in. I mean, we I mean we've got some fairly decent size ourselves, but uh, you know, their <laughs> their size is you know OVC football size. Uh, right. Their line's probably bigger than Tennessee Tech's across the board, <laughs> but. Uh, you know you uh they're well coached and uh you know everything that you've that i've that i've heard people talk about and or read about and stuff like that i mean they're everything uh you know that and then some probably aside from the size in the first half they score all 41 points in the first half of the football game what were they doing coach that gave your team some issues well, I mean, it. Uh, if you try to, from from a defensive perspective, I mean, if we, um, of course, you can't sit there and and let a kid kick you out and things like that. So we were, you know, we were trying to uh, uh, try to spill them to the outside, and we had a couple of misfits, and um, and then we turned the ball over a time or two, and then uh, uh, whenever we're not getting any movement offensively and. Uh, and trying to sustain drives, I mean, it makes it really tough, you know, for a three and out. And, you know, they're getting the ball somewhere around midfield or or so. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, I mean, I, they're, they're a very good football team. And, uh, you know, my kids, I thought, played hard. I thought we, we did uh, – we blocked everything the way that we were supposed to block it for the most part. And, you know, when it's all said and done, it's about Jimmy's and Joe's and – um, you know, they've, they've got some big ones. <laughs> That's for sure. Coach, you lost Jordan Arroyo a few weeks ago. How have you been able to kind of adjust the offense to fill in the gap with, with him out of the lineup for the rest of the season? 
Well, I mean, Jordan was a kid that, uh, you know, it was he was coming into his own uh, there at the Livingston game. And, you know, he ultimately he was our best player on both sides of the football. I mean, we, we threw a lot on Jordan uh, with, with it being his first year playing football. Um, and uh, uh, it's been tough, uh, you know, those who are coming in and stuff or taking those roles of what Jordan was doing, um, you know, just does not have the, you know, the, you know, Jordan's got a good, uh, uh, you know, he was learning, having, having a knack of finding a, a hole and a crease and, and, and exploding. And he's a, he's a type of kid that, uh, and we don't have many of them that, uh, once they get a, once they get a crease, I mean, he could take it the distance. Um, you know, and like I said, I mean, I, I just hate to, you know, have a kid like Jordan and, you know, and he was, like I said, coming into his own. He's never played, he's not played football since his eighth grade season. And, um, uh, you know, he came in and was a good teammate uh, and then was, was getting to be, was becoming to be our best offense and defensive player. Um, and because we were trying to get him around the ball defensively to make tackles wherever the, the offense, uh, you know, like to, like to run the ball or, or whatever. And then offensively, uh, you know, he, you know, that last game, he had 165, 70 yards rushing. And, uh, you know, you just take to, you know, have a kid like that. And then, you know, that's, uh, that's a bad thing about any sports is the injury part, um, and then and, and losing him on a night like we you know when he he was the best kid on both sides of the ball, um, you know it's pretty tough. And then like I said, all the kids are are trying to do their best, and people are moving around in different positions, and um, you know it's just uh, not one person is going to be able to feel what what Jordan did. I mean, it's taken a couple of kids to uh, uh, to fill those roles on both sides of the ball. Jackson County falls to Smith County Friday night, 41 to nothing. We're speaking with Blue Devils head coach Sean Loftus on the high school playbook. Coach, despite uh, the loss last night, and I know you're not overlooking Cumberland County, but you're set up for a week 11 winner take all for a playoff spot against Stratford. Does the team, are they still focused in on the goal of getting to the playoffs? And, uh, you know, despite some bumps along the way this season, hey, you're still in control of your own destiny there. Uh, you're right. I mean, and we talked about that last night. I mean, last year we finished uh, four, four and five. You know, we only played nine nine games in the regular season last year, but uh, we're sitting in a position that uh, you know we were in last year, with the exception of you know we uh, uh, we beat we had beat Maplewood last year, but uh, but still we we talked last night and everybody you know they still understand the goal is out there. You know, we've got a uh, Cumberland County team coming in. It'll be senior night this week and or on Friday night. And, um, you know, and, you know, obviously we got to be focused on that game first. But, uh, you know, they know what's at stake there in two weeks. And we just got to be playing our best football because, you know, we're going to be going on the road to a, a metro school that, um, uh, you know, that we beat last year in a very, very close game. Um, it was like a baseball score, I think, 62 or something. But, uh, <laughs> Um, you know, it was, uh, and so anyway, I mean, there are kids, I mean, they're, um, you know, we just got to go back to work on Monday and in hopes of getting better. And, um, you know, like I told them last night, I mean, we're, these next two teams are, are not going to be anywhere near what, uh, you know, the team that we played, uh, you know, last night. Um, and, and we just got to come out and we got to play hard and we got to, you know, take care of ourselves and, 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 and play, play well for four quarters. 
Jackson County Coach Sean Loftus, our guest of the High School Playbook. Coach, good luck to you against Cumberland County moving forward and, of course, that big Week 11 game coming up against Stratford. Thank you, sir. As we discussed a little early in the program, the Upperman Bees with a 17-16 overtime win over DeKalb County. We heard from Upperman head coach Adam Kane. We'll shift gears now and talk to DeKalb County head football coach Steve Trapp here on the High School Playbook. Coach, tough game last night. It's always hard to lose one in overtime. You decide to go for two after scoring potentially the game-tying touchdown. What factored into your decision to go for two there in overtime? I, you know, just wanting a victory, you know, at the top of it. Uh, also, on the other end of it, we had already had a, a bad snap on a on a field goal attempt that uh, right before halftime um, been something that's that we've seen a few times throughout the year, and and then we had missed a field goal also. So uh, that wasn't the ultimate deciding factor. But you know, if if we wasn't going to win, I wanted it to be on us, you know, trying to go for the win instead of us trying to go for the tie. Um, you know, so that was pretty much what decided it. Outside of the ending, Coach, your team played an outstanding football game last night, particularly on the defensive side of the ball where you really held the uh, two-headed monster, if you will, of uh, of Rollins and Deadman kind of in check last night. Or How proud are you of the defensive effort your team gave last night? Well, you know, Rollins didn't even play. I think he got injured on the very first uh, kickoff, or so I don't know, you know, what the situation is. With him, hope he's able to finish his season. But uh, we've talked about how proud we are of our defense all year long, Coach Shaw, and what those guys are doing. Uh, you know, they they're giving us opportunities to win, and uh, that was no doubt last night. The the one time that uh, during regular uh, time of play that they scored, you know, we had a turnover. Uh, inside of uh, our own on our end of the field that gave them the ball on the 16 yard line I believe and you know so it still took them three plays to get in from there but they was able to score and uh, you know so a couple turnovers on our end a couple of uh, conversions that we didn't get the the botch snap on the field goal the missed field goal (laughs) you know things kind of added up we've been talking to our guys for two weeks about you know this is the type of game that the team that makes the most mistakes will probably uh, not be victorious, and you know, I think that was us last night. As a coach and a coaching staff, how tough is that when, you know, it's those little things that add up and turn out to be one big thing at the end of the game? How, how frustrating is that? Well, you know, I'm not, I don't think that I'm frustrated right now. I'm just really proud of our guys. You know, they really worked hard, you know, uh, you know had a bye week. They, they did everything we asked for two weeks. They prepared hard, and my, my coaches prepared them hard, and um, you know, and sometimes it happens. And, uh, you know, so I don't think that I'm frustrated or upset of our guys. I'm, I'm more hurt for them. Uh, you know, that one, that one hurt them. And we just one of those, you know, as far as head coach goes, yeah, I'll get the L, but that's just going to be a learning experience for them that I think will make us better going forward. Uh, I'm just really proud of their effort, of course. Um, you know, we talk all the time about the little things and, you know, they add up to be big things, and it can be good or bad. And, uh, you know, it wasn't that they wasn't focused or wasn't playing hard. It, uh, you know, guys trying to make plays and, you know, the football coming out. And, you know, the turnovers up ultimately balanced out right there. And, you know, it was a tie ball game at the end of regulation. We had our opportunities to win. And, uh, unfortunately for us, it just didn't happen. Cab County head football coach Steve Trapp joining us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Upperman edges to Cab County 17-16 in overtime in a big game in Region 4-4A on Friday night. Coach, I want to talk about the play of your quarterback, Jordan Parker, since he's come on, and he had a nice football game last night. 
How, what have you seen in terms of the growth and development of Jordan since he stepped in for Briz Trap earlier in the season? I mean, I mean, he's a team guy. I mean, those guys, you know, lift him up. He plays hard for those guys. He, uh, you know, he buys into the film study with me. He does what I ask him to do, um, and, and and he sees things well. I mean, uh, I thought he did a really good job for us last night. Um, you know, he made some plays for us, put the ball where it needed to be. Uh, we had a couple drop passes that were costly, but uh, you know, for the most part, JP's doing what you know we need our guy to do back there, and that's. Uh, you know, and like I said, he's, he's the point guard of the basketball team, and now he's the point guard of the football team, and that's that's kind of the mindset that he's got. You know, just see the floor, see the field, uh, and just get the ball where it needs to be. You know, if that's putting it in Kobe Barnes's belly or getting it out to the receivers, and you know, he's he's getting better each and every week. His confidence is getting uh, you know bigger each and every week, and uh, you know, he's doing a good job for us. Despite the loss to Cab County, we'll be going to the playoffs for yet another year in a row. How many How many years now in a row is this, Coach? Uh, I, I think every year since 2010, and then you know every year except that year since 2008, I believe. It's been uh, quite a streak for the DeKalb County Tigers. When you look at this region, it, it's everybody beating up on everybody one mm-hmm. through four, it seems like. It, you know, is there much difference between these teams, you think, one through four? Uh, well, uh, I mean, last night it was almost like a mirror image. You know, when, when Briz go down, uh, you know, we're a little bit different. So, you know, really leaning on our defense and then, you know, trying to control the, the game offensively by running the football. We we did a lot of other things last night, though, to, you know, because, you know, Upperman's really good at run defense. So, you know, I think all of our receivers had a catch or two, you know, so we were spreading it out. You know, JP had a run or two and a couple scrambles. You know, Kobe didn't have the game that he's had over the last month, but, you know, he still had a couple big runs in there for us, so, you know, mixing it up. Uh, but I said it back in the summer about this region, you know, that, you know, it, it was going to be a, a a battle each and every Friday night when you got into region play. And, it, you know, we've lost two games in region, you know, one by one point, one, one less than a score. And, um, you know, again, I still believe that it's, you know, more of a result of what we didn't do other than the other team. But, uh, you know, I think it'll pay dividends for us. We've we've won playoff games on the road. That's what we're going to have to do this year. And, um, you know, it may come down to where we're facing each other again in the playoffs and don't know which one it'll be or who it'll be. I, I know we'll be traveling. You know, the stone game between us and them will, will determine if we're third or fourth and playing a one seed or a two seed. And, uh, you know, we, we beat one seeds, we beat two seeds, you know. So uh, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to playing good football and limiting their mistakes and, you know, having that hunger to play another week. Despite the loss, a very good DeKalb County football team has uh, moved forward against Good Pasture next week. And as you mentioned, Stone Memorial in the final week of the regular season. DeKalb County coach Steve Trapp joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, thanks for joining us this morning, and uh, good luck in the last two games of the regular season. Anytime, Tom, and I appreciate you having me on. We'll talk Cookville football with head coach Taylor Hennigan and members of the Cavalier football team when the high school playbook continues, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Warriors and Cavaliers in action. Wildcats and Panthers on the prowl. We've got them covered. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. The Cookville Cavaliers were home last night with Coffee County. Coffee County comes out with a 26-7 victory. Coach Taylor Hennigan and members of the Cookville football team joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, tough game against Coffee County. I, I think this Coffee County team's been a bit of a surprise this year. They uh, upended Lebanon earlier in the year, and I think a lot of folks thought Lebanon was going to be the team to beat in this region. What were your impressions of the Red Raiders? 
Yeah, I think before you watch them play, um, before you watch the tape and you kind of you know, study the game and, and you see the score that they had against Lebanon, it was a little bit um, maybe of, of a surprise. But once you watch them, it, it's easy to see um, you know, how they're winning games. They're, they're tough. They, they keep it simple, but they're well coached. They're disciplined. They play hard. Offensively last night, it seemed like you maybe had a little trouble getting things going. What uh, what happened there last night? Yeah, just, uh, you know, honestly, I hadn't even watched the tape yet. Just didn't feel like we had clicked, you know, like, like these guys have all year. Um, and, and they've had a great year. But just the things that um, typically have, have been easy for us or, or that have come, you know, smoothly for us didn't seem to click last night. One thing, that, and I think this throws the rhythm off of a game, so many penalties last night. Cookville with 14 for 111. Coffee 13 for 137. You're looking at 27 total penalties. How hard is it to really get into your game plan, into a flow of a game with so many penalties? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, a lot of those are, are certainly self-inflicted. Some of those, you know, I'm not so sure about. But um, it does disrupt the flow of, of an offense. Um, you know, and a couple of those had turnover implications on them. So uh, really not the only thing certainly that affected the game, but I, I did think it played a role. Coach, coming out of a game like that, and uh, it appears you're playoff bound as it is in, in coming out of your region, what do you take from this game and, and what do you look at and move forward with? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, certainly for me and our staff, uh, a lot of things that, you know, we're going to learn from and grow from. Um, and, and I think our guys, uh, I know, have come back every every week ready to to improve and build on some things. So, again, I, I need to study and, and watch the tape specifically to talk about football stuff. But um, I think there's some stuff that I, I could have done, certainly I could have done better, um, that, I'll, that I'll learn from and hopefully improve on. Coach, we've got four players here with us this morning. Let's talk to them. And we've got to senior lineman Carter Apple to start things off. Carter, I've always said offensive linemen don't get enough credit. Do you agree with that? Yes, sir, sometimes. <laughs> with all the hard work that goes into the offensive line, it seems like a down-and-dirty kind of job. What What do you enjoy most about it? I just like hitting people, honestly. It's fun to pancake people, and, and it's fun to see the yards gain on pass plays when you do good pass protection and see this the offense come together when you do a good block job. Do you prefer run blocking or pass protecting? I prefer pass protecting, but I like both of them. Okay. You mentioned pancakes. That's another stat that don't get talked about enough. Do you know how many pancakes you have this year? No, sir. You don't keep up with it? No, sir. All right. So do you also play defensive line or just offensive just line? Just offensive line. How long have you been playing in that position? Uh, since seventh grade year. How difficult is it learning the technique of being a good lineman? It's it pretty hard. I I pick up good on some stuff fast, so it was pretty easy for me. But it's pretty hard to like learn to get low and stay low. Still, a struggle for some people, especially me. But it's pretty hard. What is that one most important thing you need to know as a good offensive lineman? Stay low, come off the ball fast. How important is footwork? Very important. Taking the correct steps, make sure that you're there, get there fast, on time, come off the ball good. Carter, before your season is said and done, what would you like to see this Cookville Cavalier team accomplish? Uh, get some more wins, go to the playoffs, prove, prove to our, ourselves that we're worth it and we're good. All right. Carter Apple, a senior offensive lineman for the Cookville Cavaliers. Mace Thompson, the team's senior quarterback. And uh, uh, Mace, tough loss last night in region play. Just uh, how has this season been for you this year? Brand new head coach and everything. How's it gone for you? 
It's gone good. It's uh, definitely been a change of pace since last year, but I feel like everything that we've done so far up to this season is really putting us in a better position to win, go win games. It's just sometimes we're not executing to the best of our ability. What's been the biggest change you have seen with the new regime coming in this year? Um, I feel like it, uh, the attitude is just a lot different. It it it's a whole different environment than when Coach Manager was here. It's just it's it's I feel like it's a definitely put us in a better position i always love to get to the mindset of a quarterback because you have so little time to react when you're back there i mean you're probably down to two three seconds maybe four if you're lucky kind of process that and explain how you go about processing something when you're in the pocket with so limited time well a lot of the things that i uh can do to help me is before the snap I need to make sure I know what coverage they're in if I'm if their corners are gonna switch to a man as soon as I start my cadence a lot of um, most of the stuff that I'm trying to get done is right before the play and as soon as I snap it I have I have all the things that I want to get done right then and there and I know immediately what I want to throw walk me through your four years and go back to when you were a freshman and talk about what's been the biggest development in your game since then um I feel like uh looking off uh safeties and corners and just being able to read the defense freshman year i just would hike the ball and just all right i see a guy open <laughs> let's throw it now i feel like i can look at the defense and get an understanding of where they're at move safeties with my eyes or whatever the deal may be early in the season you had a record-breaking game against white county and uh, talk about what that meant to you rewriting some of the record books at cookville high school well it was a great feeling i have a, a lot of family from sparta so it was really nice to do it to them as well <laughs> uh but it was it was a great feeling. It's it's not it's nothing you can describe. What would you like to see this team accomplish before the year's done? I want to get some more wins. All right, still got the opportunity to do that for sure. Mace Thompson, senior quarterback. Let's go to Brock Owen, senior wide receiver, defensive back. All right, which do you like better, wide receiver or defensive back? That's really tough. Um, it depends on the game, but I feel like I feel like I started off liking receiver, but I've grown to like defensive back a lot. Just like being at, like just being able to like change the game by getting a tackle, making a play on defense and stuff. Okay, how does one position benefit the other? Like, how does being a receiver help you as a defensive back and vice versa? Oh, uh, it definitely affects it by like just being a DB and seeing like how everything works on the defensive side. It helps you like when you run routes to know like what you can get away with as a receiver and like how to get around like DBs because you know how they think. Does it? Feel better to burn a receiver for a big touchdown or hurt worse to get burned by a receiver for a big touchdown? <laughs> uh, shoot. I feel, like it, I feel like it definitely hurts worse to get burned. That's just, that's just an awful feeling. That's like one of the worst feelings. Brock, what do you like about this football team? What, what makes it special? Uh, one thing I really love is how uh, like I just feel like this year, more than any other year, and like any kind of football I've played, I feel like I can like just talk to anyone. Like... I feel like friends like with everybody on the team like I can actually like like previous years I feel like I couldn't like there's some people in like gr like grades older or younger I just I didn't feel like there now I really feel like the team's like more connected like like a family so I love it what would you like to see this team accomplish before the season's over uh, I want to see how far we can go in the playoffs all right, that opportunity has presented itself to you. Good luck with that as well. Senior wide receiver, defensive back Brock Owen. Now we'll come to senior injured reserve, right, Barker Smith. And uh, uh, what do you do on the injured reserve? Um, I keep everybody on the sidelines up, going to the game, um, talking a little bit of trash. Other than that, it's it's a 
it's a real I hope on the in practice a lot and it's a real good upbringing. you just you're keeping everybody fired up focused you're kind of that guy right you're almost like a, an extra coach right yes sir, yes, sir. what uh, what was it that landed you on the injured reserve this year um against Lebanon in week three it was near the end of the game I landed on my shoulder I had injured it last year and after the game I knew something was up and I've partially torn my labrum and I have a contusion in my shoulder joint how tough is it to have your senior season ended that way? Uh, I mean, it's awful to get it ripped from you like, like in, like that. It it goes away so quick, and it's it's just something you need to cherish. For what sure. do you, What do you miss most about being on the field? Uh, playing with my brothers, being out there with my friends, and doing what we love to do. What is it that now that you're not able to go out and physically play on Friday night? What is it that gets you fired up most about the Friday night lines? Seeing, seeing like the whole team just ready to go and go out there and compete, and I know exactly what they're feeling, and, and like I feel like I'm there with them. I'm in that mindset with them before the games and after the games. Seeing them, if we win or lose, it's it's all it's fun. Have you taken on a leadership role with some of the younger players on the team? Oh yes, for sure. Um, all the younger people, I feel like they can look up to us for as captains and i feel like we've established our leadership on the team and so yeah all right what can this team accomplish before it's all said and done this year uh, i'd love to see us go to the playoffs and win a few games in the playoffs and prove what we can do all right still plenty of football left for the cookville cavaliers carter apple mace thompson brocco and barker smith joining us coach uh, taylor hennigan also joining us today coach thank you for joining us today and uh, good luck moving forward this season yeah thank you for having us appreciate it cookville cavaliers coach taylor hennigan carter apple mace thompson brock owen and barker smith joining us on the high school playbook stay tuned more to come this is the high school playbook presented by mountain barn builders no one covers your favorite high school teams like we do this is the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders The York Institute Dragons made the bus ride to Knoxville yesterday. Came out on the short end of a 24-7 score. A lot of players banged up for the York Institute Dragons as they come down the home stretch of the regular season. Coach Derwin Wright of the Dragons joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, we are proud of your younger players for the way they stepped up in yesterday's game. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of them. They played well. You know, going in, we, we've got a lot of freshmen and juniors and uh you know, last night we started four freshmen on defense, and just due to due to injuries and things that have went on, but those guys held their own. They played well. Uh, the score is is really not the game because we opened up, we drove right down the field, and scored on them. They came back, scored right back on us, and then we had in that first half we had two drives. We won time of possession yards. Uh, the game was within about 20, uh, and uh, we had two drives in the first half that we're, we're going right down the field, get down in about the 20 in the uh, first downs and get two two penalties and get backed up and, and uh, you know, just stop those two drives with penalties, come back out. Third quarter, we've got to open a drive going down the field and get down about the 30-yard line and fumble the ball. Uh we had uh, we had, I think, four turnovers on the night, and three of those just just stopped drives for us. I mean, it was was really promising looking drives. I mean, we were getting four and five yards a clip, and just uh, 
you know, just can't can't keep going without the football. Absolutely. Turnover something that certainly will kill you in any game against any opponent. Coach, do you kind of factor some of that toward the fact that you've had to, to get down in your depth and some younger players have had to step up and maybe not say that they weren't quite ready for that, but they're a little bit more mistake prone? Well, we we moved our, our tight end, who is an excellent tight end. He catches ball great in the middle and stuff. We had to move him to tailback, and uh, and he and he ran the ball great for us, uh, you know. To, to to just you know, Bryson's a, a good athlete, and ran the ball hard, ran good force, and uh, you know he got a thumb sprain thumb, and uh, so one of those turnovers was on a on a reverse with him, and, and it's just you know, it, it's just part of the game, but. Uh, I, yeah, it's obvious, you know, this need more reps than what, what they're doing. But, uh, you know, Nathaniel Headings came in and late in the third that uh, he's freshman quarterback for us and uh, played really well, had a couple of promising drives going, uh, hit, hit, you know, we had a drop touchdown pass from him and then one across the middle on the third and nine that was, was you know, the first down and, and, and it would, would have been tough catch, but hit him right in the hands. We didn't drop, we dropped it. So, you know, there's some execution things there that if we had to, you know, complete it and done that, that you know, we would have been involved in. York Institute coach Derwin Ryder guest on the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders. York <sighs> Institute falls to Knoxville Gibbs 24 to seven on Friday night. <laughs> Quarterback Miles Lefew with 93 rushing yards, a touchdown, 29 passing yards. Coach, he gets dinged up in the game as well. What's Miles' status moving forward? Oh, he, he'll be fine. He, he got tackled on the side and wrist went down. He sprained his wrist. So it's, it, he's it, nothing. I don't think it's anything bad. It's just game at that point. You get him out and make sure he's all right. You get your other quarterback some experience. And, so that's where we were at. Coach, your team's sitting 3-0 and in region play, and despite all the bumps and bruises, you played a, a really tough schedule this year. Uh, how prepared do you feel this team is? And I know you got two games before the playoffs, but how battle-tested do you feel like this team is for the playoff race to come? Well, we are. We just got to get we got to get some guys, you know, get get a couple guys back. Uh, we were without Logan Pinnell last night, and he's, he's been our, our tailback after uh, – we lost over and like Drake, so we we didn't have him last night, and uh, he's free safety for us. And we had to start a freshman there in his spot, and uh, so you know we we uh, I felt I felt like our offensive line came a long way last night. Uh, so I think we get we get the pieces all back that uh, you know we can we can do well if we commit and. I think we can make a run if we, uh, if we, you know, you got to, as I say, you got to peak at the right time and get everything rolling. Absolutely, coach. You're going to head to Salina to take on Clay County next week. That's a tough team with a with a defense that's averaging less than six points a game or allowing, I should say. Uh, what do you see as the the task against the Bulldogs coming up next week? Well, I know they're they're I know their coaches facing them a lot. They've got an excellent team and uh, very well coached, very fundamental. Uh, so it's a it's it's a tough task. It's going to be a, uh, a hard hard game, hard game to plan for. We're going to have to do an excellent job on offense. 
Coach Derwin Wright of the York Institute Dragons joining us today. Coach, appreciate the time this morning, and uh, good luck against Clay County in the, in the regular season finale with Rockwood. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll speak with Monterey head football coach Scott Hughes when the high school playbook continues, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Where the coaches hold their pre- and post-game meetings. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. Monterey Wildcats. The Monterey Wildcats get a 42-9 victory over Oneida on Friday night. Monterey head football coach Scott Hughes joins us on the high school playbook. Coach, great win for your program. Do you feel that last night was the team's most complete effort of the season? I, I did. And, you know, I, I felt like we've been getting better uh, week after week. And, and, you know, internally as coaches, we've been talking about playing so many young kids you know, that hopefully by mid-season we would start to hit a little bit of a stride and really start to grow. Um, and we were still making some mental mistakes, that some big mental mistakes that, that actually last night uh, we were we limited. We had very few mental busts, and, and you know, we're, we're starting to grow physically, and uh, we're just starting to understand the game a whole lot better. We, we had some guys that, are, that have really stepped up and, and grown into some new roles and, and possibly even changed some positions and uh, – you know, it, it was just a really good night in all three phases of the game for us. Coach, going into the football game, you mentioned explosive plays and the fact that the team had struggled giving up some of those. And I felt like this Oneida team had that uh, capability with it, with an outstanding quarterback, some tough receivers, and a good running game. How proud were you of the team for being able to limit any kind of explosive plays last night? Oh, I was super proud. Uh, you know, they when you, when you watched them on film, uh, you know, they, they run a ton of uh, double route concepts, a, a ton of wheel route concepts, and really push you vertical. And, and their quarterback throws a great football. And then on top of that, uh, he can beat you with his legs. He, he converted a ton of, of what we call splash plays, you know, 10 yards or more uh, conversions. And, and, you know, it was a really explosive offense that we had to prepare for different levels of, of what they did. And, and I was so proud of our kids. Uh, we, we added a couple of wrinkles this week, uh, played out of a couple couple of different things and, and been able to be flexible in what we did with the personnel that we had. Uh, just so proud of their effort, both physically and mentally. I want to go back to the first drive of the ball game because you come out, you get the football, and about three and a half minutes you march down the field. Now, Mason Bowman doesn't get a touch, and we all, we all know that every defense is going to be king on Mason. Was it by design to keep the ball out of his hands, and did you kind of have that first drive scripted in kind of what you wanted to do? Uh, you know, yes and no. Um, you know, it, it was one of those things, a couple of those plays were, were you know, redesigned, and uh, we had a feeling uh, that it may end up in Matthew's hands, and, and we're more than, than happy to see Matthew get the carries. Uh, you know, we, we feel really blessed. Uh, we, we have guys across the board right now that we really trust. Um, but we knew they were going to key on Mason, and, and, you know, it was one of those things. Uh, we had talked about it all week, just take what we get. And, uh, you know, we you kind of culminate that drive with Eli Saylor's making a huge play in the end zone going up over two people. Um, and Eli's another explosive athlete that, that sometimes doesn't get the credit, uh, but just a, another great athlete out on the perimeter. And uh, we actually kind of had a little bit of a bust in communication. We, we actually ran a little bit of a wrong route at, at one point on that. But Eli was able to uh, make a great play. And, and then when you watch it on film, the wrong route actually 
one of the defenders pulls off just because Mason flashes in front of him, and it gave Eli a clear view to get the ball. So, uh, you know, pretty special play right there. Monterey head football coach Scott Hughes joining us on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Uh, we'll come back to Mason, but I want to talk about Matthew Montgomery. And you mentioned Eli and the great game he had. Matthew, nine carries, 137 yards, a touchdown, four of six passing, 50 yards, a couple of scores. He reels off a 66-yard touchdown run, a thing of beauty. Uh, talk about, Coach, if you would, Matthew's performance last night. It, it was a great game for your young quarterback. Well, and, and you know, not to take anything away from his offense, but he's a guy that, you know, plays quarterback but also flips over and plays inside linebacker. And uh, I, I, I dare say there's very few kids around. You know, I know a lot of kids that play both sides of the football, but really hard to be a quarterback and then flip over and play inside linebacker or Mike linebacker. And, and so my hat's off to that young man for what he does. And, and then when you see him outside of football, uh, or outside of the field, you see him in the weight room, and and you see the way that he conducts himself, trying to get himself better and and preparing his body. Big win for the Monterey Wildcats over Oneida, forty-two to nine on Friday night. I want to thank our guests for today's program: Opperman coach Adam Kane, Jackson County football coach Sean Loftus, DeKalb County High School football coach Steve Trapp, Cookville coach Taylor Hannigan, and members of the Cookville football team, including Carter Apple. Mace Thompson, Brock Owen, and Barker Smith. Coach Derwin Wright of the York Institute Dragons. Monterey head football coach Scott Hughes. Our producer for today's show, our studio producer is Jake Wallman. Our on-site producer, Elizabeth Fortune. And for this week's edition of the High School Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed. Added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close. Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action. Online now. UCSportsNation.com. <laughs>